0: Hi family, hi friends, hi food lovers, hey neighbors, hey community, hey comics, people who like to cook, connect, and kvetch. Thanks so much for joining me for Hot Dish. Hello and welcome to Hot Dish. I'm your host, Lauren Huberman. Each week, I cook up something tasty while chatting with a special guest. This week, I'm gonna be making Indian-ish nachos, as described by the New York Times cooking website. I will tell you, these nachos are supposed to be spicy, unique, different, and they're a five-star recipe, which I love. And just like these five-star nachos, my guest today, is a five star comic. Um, he's very funny. He's a native and You can find him performing all over the city, and I'm so excited to have him, Ben Noble.
1: Hey, hey, me what's going on? Hey, hey,
0: hey. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Thanks for joining, Ben. No
1: problem. That's that did that, that. Sounds good. nachos Indian ish nachos. Yeah.
0: I know. I'm making them for you. And I so wish you could be here with me today.
1: Man, I, oh, I wish I was. Oh, I
0: know. I should have told you what we were going to make. And then you would have been like, oh, yeah, I'm there no matter yeah, what.
1: You know what? I'm Let's um, save me a plate. I'll come later on tonight. To
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, I have been known to do drop offs. I don't I don't know if I'll be near <laughs> you today, but we'll see. We'll
1: nice, see. nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> how's it going with you
1: it's, it's going good pretty good enjoying this weekend enjoying this nice weather so yeah yeah so i'm soaking it all in it's but staying COVID free good Stan, you know doing the protocol so i'm you know and i'm, I'm doing good i'm happy good I'm great
2: excellent
0: yeah. yeah no same here it's been a crazy 14 or so months um <laughs> Yeah, what have you been, like, have you had any big revelations or, like, reflections about the 14 months or so?
1: Well, it's crazy you saying it in month 14 months. That sounds like a long time. Like, shit, I didn't realize it. <laughs> You make it sound so much worse. Like, 14 months. Yeah, that's a long damn. It's
0: like a baby. Yeah.
1: Yeah, my yeah. month, <laughs> maybe 14 months. God yeah. damn. Let's say one. Let's say. One years year. old. I say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The past but, year with this baby
0: of ours. Yes.
1: <laughs> but no, yeah, you know, during this time, you get to learn a lot about yourself, things that you didn't really know. I, I know some things that I need to learn. That I need to work on my discipline <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of stuff. We're like, okay, we're gonna be locked. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna lift weights. I'm gonna eat better. None mm-hmm. of that shit happened. I worked out for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> And that was it. So I need to work on my discipline. It's been, it's been getting a lot better. But, yes, this 14 months locked in definitely uh, taught me about working on being more disciplined about my health and anything else.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think that's true of a lot of people, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, the past few months, I've just been kind of a slob. and um, <laughs> Like, I was very disciplined at first, and now it's just all gone downhill.
1: Yeah, I think, I think everybody was disciplined for like three days. Yeah. (laughs) And then they were like, okay, fuck (laughs) that.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm done with this. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, Ben, we met at Backroom Comedy. um, Mm -hmm. And you were one of the performers and that, of course, you know, obviously, that's the showcase that I run with Colleen and Courtney and Jessica at a live one. And Colleen um, had booked you and I had never met you before or seen you do your stand-up and it was so um, delightful and you are so great. Thank you. Yeah, and now in, you're performing all over the city. I see, I've seen your Instagram and you're headlining at Zany's and you're at Laugh Factory and you've got pop-up shows and it's yeah. it's great. Yeah. yeah it's it's
1: it's so good like especially after this break i didn't know how comedy was going to be getting back into the swing of things and i'm glad I'm just, like hitting the floor running you know those yeah. things are opening back up let's get these shows back going man that's i'm, I'm loving it i'm enjoying it
0: that's wonderful i'm so yeah. glad um so what got you into stand up
1: hmm. Well, got me to stand up um man so as a kid <laughs> the first comedian I really knew that who the who what who a comedian was and the whole idea of stand up and just comedy uh was Jay Leno mm-hmm. I had to stay up watch his night show watch them, his monologue but watching Jay Leno watch tonight's show was the only way I could stay up late with my mother tonight show came at like 10 30 um if I was you know I was able to sit with her watch Jay Leno watch his monologue and I'll be asleep by time the first guest come up, but seeing him do those five minute monologues of like my first time really seeing stand up. I'm like, this, this is amazing. Dude, it's funny. I don't know who Jay Leno is, but so as a kid, like, I always wanted to do that. But um, I guess when I got to college, um, I wanted to do similar. I want to try this, but I didn't know how, uh, like writing a joke, how to be funny, how to write a joke. The whole concept of creating a joke, doing stand up on stage um then i just saw like uh i think it was cat williams cat williams from pimp chronicles
2: mm-hmm.
1: when i saw that special i'm like okay i'm gonna figure this out because i need to do that that was one of the funniest specials i've ever seen and it really like pushed me to the live out the dream of being the comedian
0: wow very cool i haven't seen that and i i will watch it like tonight
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's uh it's it's very very raunchy, very Cat Williams, but this was the highlight, the the highlight of Cat Williams. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's one of my favorite specials of all time.
2: Wow,
0: cool. And so you just felt inspired. And and so how did you actually learn how to write jokes and, mm. and get up and perform?
1: So um, after college, like I didn't do comedy in college at all. I was just too nervous and didn't know how to do it. So after college, me and my friend didn't have a didn't find a job yet. Uh, my friend went to an open mic and said, "Ben, do you want to see? Uh, want to go to a comedy open mic?" And I said, "Of course." And that was my first time seeing amateurs because I thought that my first time on stage I would have to be like Cat Williams, Jay Leno, Kevin Hart. But I saw open mics. I'm like, "Oh, this guy suck. I I can be better. I can do that." So that gave me the confidence to like uh, I said I will come back next week, write three minutes. So I Googled like how to write a joke. Okay, what's the premise? What's okay, you gotta have a premise, have a punchline. So I sat down, wrote like three minutes of jokes, and I told myself if I bomb, I won't do it again. And if it's good, I'm gonna keep going and then it was okay. I didn't bomb. So
0: wow. That's yeah. awesome, yeah. And and then you probably bombed like fifty other times. Oh yeah, time? but yeah,
1: <laughs> I didn't bomb the first. I bombed the second and third time, but I didn't bomb the first. Time. <laughs> but it was just—it's so crazy how seeing open micers or seeing people, you know, open mic that would what boosted my confidence to do it. Like if I didn't see if I didn't go to the open mic, I probably would have never done it because I just assumed that you would get to be Eddie Murphy the first time on stage and. <laughs> yeah
0: i mean that makes a lot of sense it, it's so funny though because open mics are so they can be like depleting so so yeah that makes sense though if, if you have very high expectations like everyone's going to be amazing at an open mic and then you go and you're like no they're not yeah. <laughs> and Then, of course you feel like more confident
1: Exactly. And then, you know, not even at that point, you know, not even knowing what open mics is for, you know, I didn't know some people might have been trying out new jokes, just trying things. Some Sometimes you have to bomb to figure out what's new. But for somebody who's never been to open mic, it was just, oh, they suck. I so I can do this. I mean, not really the case, but.
0: Totally. Yeah. Okay. So now I need to, okay, I'm going to start on the nachos. I'm just going to start the, what is it called? It is our cilantro chutney. So Ben, Ooh. I'm gonna put um, cilantro in our, in my little mini Cuisinart. So I already, I've gotta say this is an easy recipe, but it requires a lot of chopping and mm. preparation.
1: Yeah, I've been ordering like Blue Apron.
0: Uh-huh,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, I don't know how to cook, so let me get Blue Apron to teach me what to do. And uh. A lot of the, the, a lot of the, the food are easy to make. It's just the preparation. Yeah.
2: Exactly.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's so much preparation. That's like the most time consuming part with a lot of recipes. I didn't Um, know that. (laughs) I mean, for me, yeah. For, for stuff like this, I always feel like um, Mexican recipes, especially there's a lot of, um, a lot of chopping like all the different taco stuff you can prepare and the seasonings and the toppings and um okay so let me think i put in a cilantro i put in a serrano um chili pepper and i removed the seeds yesterday and i always do this and then my hands have the spice on it and Mm. if i touch my mouth or i eat something then my lips are on fire for like 10 hours (laughs) it's no good i need to wear i need to wear gloves
2: gloves yeah
0: yeah and i i always wear um i wear goggles to cut onions but i already cut them so you can't um you can't have me in my goggles but
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: woman with the gahu. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. And actually Ben that makes me think of one of your um stand-up jokes. So first of all, <laughs> you know, I should say like I love your stand-up and I I love that you talk about being visually impaired. Um and mm-hmm. and you and you talk about being legally blind. Um yes. will you describe a little bit about what that means those two terms and um which one you use and yeah, just kind of what they each mean.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's, I think that's part of the issue, not really the issue, but it's, um, it's such a wide range of the scriptures for those two words. So if I use really impaired or legally blind, it may mean something different for somebody else. But the technical definition for legally blind is somebody that's they're vision is 20 over 200 with the best correction No vision that technology can give you. So even with glasses at best, your vision is 20 over 200. Um, and I use visual impairment a lot just because it's a simpler word to say, uh, people understand it a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, for me, for me, it's just, uh, I use, vis- I use visually impaired a lot because it's uh, it just I don't know, I think it's just smoother off the tongue. <laughs> visually impaired just sounds better. <laughs>
2: yeah, I
1: do. I do wish it was like a different word, though, like, you know, blind. When people hear blind, they automatically think, you know, no vision. There should be like another term. Instead of legally blind, it should be just a whole another term to describe somebody that's visually impaired. And I think it'll make it easier. Like, for example, like if somebody breaks a leg, you know, you have a broken leg, but you also have a a a, um, a sprain. You have a fracture. You know, you can have different type of injuries, and it should be like that for visually impaired people, but it's not. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's where a lot of confusion comes from.
0: I, I yeah, I would imagine that's the case. Um, Hang on one second. Okay, so I'm just going to blend this and then we're going to keep talking about that. So okay. I'm blending our cilantro chutney, which has some sugar and cilantro, lime, and the serrano chili, and it'll just be a sec. Nice. Right. Okay, now it's supposed to be smooth and it's not. So, <laughs> <laughs> like everything that I do, um,
2: it's, ch- <laughs> it's chunky.
0: It's chunky, Uh, so I'm gonna add a little bit of water, and I'm just gonna try and blend it once more, Um, and we'll see how this works. Uh oh. Okay. Well, it's not getting any better, and (laughs) and
1: (laughs) it's called a chunky. That's all. It's it's, it's chunky now. Like chunky soup. (laughs) That's the chunky version. (laughs)
0: It's the chunky version of our chutney sauce. (laughs) And it's going to remain chunky because I don't know how to get it any smoother. Um, I also do not own a blender. I own a mini Cuisinart. So that's what I'm using. And maybe the blender would make it smoother, but we're moving on. We
1: are moving on. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, Okay. So we have our chutney. And is there anything else I need to do? Okay, I need to mash the black beans a little bit. So I have these black beans in a bowl and I'm supposed to mash them and add a little salt. And the mashing is so that they don't roll off the um, chips when I layer them on. Okay. Very advanced, very... Very,
1: a A lot of logistics, it sounds
2: like, very... (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of, of logistics i have going over here um so sorry i have hair in my mouth which isn't good for a podcast and last week i had blood on my face um, oh man which is also not good for a podcast that's on
1: <laughs> this is a crazy podcast blood in the hair and chunky <laughs> And it's, it's
0: wild over here, Ben, this is the type <laughs> of life that I lead. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so no, I totally I that makes a lot of sense about what you're saying with the with the different terms. I mean, visually impaired to me implies a whole range, but yeah. I'm sure it's a really wide range. And
2: yeah,
0: legally blind does for me, it evokes like, no, that's the image where I see someone who has like no vision and um it's just di- it sounds very different to me
1: is there if you could be legally blind but have you know you can have tunnel vision you can have mm-hmm. one eye you can have um full range in both eyes but just very cloudy or you know it's so many different ways so many different variation blindness is, is a spectrum is what i like to say and yeah you, it Is very unique to the person, and that because you are legally blind, that doesn't mean you see this one certain type of way. Actually, to be honest, I think statistically, I think ninety percent of people that are legally blind—no, yeah, ten percent of people that are legally blind are completely blind. So most people with the tools, technically legally blind, have some sort of vision.
0: Ah, so it's only ten percent who don't have any. Yes. Yeah. And are those people typically born that way? If, if they don't have any vision, do you know or not?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't know the percentage of that, but um, yeah, a lot of times either born or like the, due to injuries.
0: Uh
1: huh. Due to injuries, um, and some conditions cause it. But I think yeah, I, I want to say more than not uh, they're born with it. But I don't know that percentage. That's yeah. That
0: statistic yeah. for sure. Huh, no, I'm just curious, Um, I, um, so I said that about the goggles that reminded me of you and your stand up because one of your jokes you talk about wearing goggles. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And you talk about wearing goggles during sex, which is hilarious. (laughs)
1: Yeah. The love making goggles. Uh,
0: Your love making goggles. It's so, so perfect.
1: <laughs> uh, A lot of people ask after the show like, are those real? I need some I need to make that merch. Like have some goggles and have love making goggles on the side of the oh, goggles.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That would people would totally be into that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I love it, and I, I love that you talk about it on stage because I mean, to be honest, I don't I don't know any um, I don't know anyone who is visually yeah. impaired. I don't think I do. Yeah. I don't think I do.
1: I, I didn't know anybody until me, so no. <laughs> <laughs> I was the first blind, legally blind person I know. So, like, I noticed that, and I think because of that, mm-hmm. people don't really know. What visual impairment or the people that they go through, it go through, and I think I have a platform where I'm telling jokes, talking to a lot of people. I talk to you know, a lot of people. I mean, YouTube comedian. You talk to a lot of people, and I think that this is my chance to give a voice to people with visual impairment and just what we go through, and you know, all that good stuff. And it's, it can be, it's funny, it's interesting, it's unique. It's things that people, you know, if you don't know, it's a lot of things that you won't even Know that we go through or do so. It's it's uh I'm gl- I'm glad I could be the voice. I'm trying to be the voice uh of people with uh visual impairment.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, like, what is your um like history? How did you lose some of your eyesight?
1: Uh, I have uh due, due to a condition called sarcoidosis. Sarcoidosis is an autoimmune condition similar to like lupus and Crohn's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it affect my eyes and my liver, and it's been uh, in remission out of my liver, but in my eyes, it affect the retina, and the retina is the only part of the eye with irreversible damage. So, sometime when a sarcoidosis flares up, I lose some vision, and then that vision I won't get back. Wow. But for most part, it's uh, it's pretty stable. It's just trying not for it to flare up again uh so yeah it's it's, it's due to due the sarcoid and, and it affects my retina
2: wow
1: so like retina scarring it's not retina detachment but it's similar uh-huh. if, you, if people have like retinal detachment it's similar to it's a, I have a lot of retina scarring
0: retina scarring so um okay i i this is so bad i'm like now it's time for me to put the corn chips on the, the sheet <laughs>
1: retina now it's time for the
2: corn chips <laughs>
0: Listen, i really care about your retinas but i care more about these machos <laughs> uh, oh my gosh um okay so i am layering the corn chips on the sheet pan and the sheet pan is lined with tinfoil um which of course makes it easy to clean up So I'm going to layer the tortilla chips and then um, what am I supposed to put the chips followed by the beans, the onions, the tomatoes, and the cheese. So I I chopped a lot of this last night so I wouldn't be, um, you know, having to do all of this on the spot. So I'm putting on the beans. Yeah. but Ben, so how do you how do you um, how do you keep it from flaring up like this condition? Wow,
1: uh, this, this is a ooh, ooh, ooh. so okay. it's easy to it's easy to keep it from flaring up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the reason why it flares flare up is because some insurance issues, whatever. Uh, I take like a monthly infusion, uh huh, and it costs about fifteen thousand dollars. What? And I gotta do it every
0: month. Oh my yeah. God.
1: So, if sometimes if some blip in insurance where, well, a change of insurance or whatever, where I can't afford it.
0: Oh my God. And yeah, yeah. Don't and you just love mm, the US? Yeah.
1: Love, right, exactly. Literally, a lot of my visual losses due to not being able to afford this procedure.
0: Oh my god,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna move to Canada, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, exactly. Holy moly, and that's what sucks so bad about having insurance linked to employment, you know. That it's like any type of change, I'm sure it's the biggest ordeal for you,
1: yeah. Man, I think, I mean, again, is it is it, it is a you know, uh, that a, a really tough condition, but it is easily tolerable uh, once you get it down, you know, so the mm-hmm. only thing that, again, the only thing that messes up is insurance. That's oh, crazy.
0: I am sorry. That is just, yeah. I, that and is, it,
1: yeah. And I, I mean, it's, it's it's all good. We're in a good place now, so that's good.
0: <laughs> that's good. That's good. So it seems like really stable right now. And, yeah,
1: yeah. But it's uh, like. Um, wow. Yeah, that, I'm trying to figure out a way to like, give my, they to sell like those type of medicine, infusions, yeah. <laughs> like the black market. <laughs> <laughs> y'all selling, y'all selling the rubber <laughs> for the loan. Honey.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, that's, that's so horrific. Well, yeah. that's just terrible. I'm thinking all these, uh, things, like, why don't you go to DC and organize like, a rally or like lobby Congress or all these things I don't know
1: man i have done well, I haven't really i haven't done all of that, but I've done some things and mm-hmm. there's been some dope things though um Johnson and Johnson actually paid for Drum pay for a, a year pay wow. for the procedure, yeah, so I said well fifteen thousand a month mm-hmm. they paid for for a whole year. the company that makes the medicine gave me like twenty thousand dollars I can use towards whatever my insurance don't cover.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I've been maneuvering around trying to get things in case what? something else happened, I have these back uh these things to help. So uh yeah.
2: no, that's have figuring out
1: ways to maneuver through this crazy uh insurance stuff that we have health insurance shit that we go through.
0: Yeah, exactly. Wow. It's it's really terrible. I mean what wow. an ordeal. But good for you for advocating, you know, because yeah, it's it's awful. Um, Okay, (laughs) I I just put the cheese on. (laughs) Okay, so I I just put the cheese on our nachos, and um, I'm supposed to make a second layer of the nachos. But honestly, I feel like I don't know. I'm just holding them up to the video. Like it feels like a pretty full um pan of
2: nachos
0: okay so i don't know and it's just me right now and um and my cat died because i mean she might Uh, she might have liked the nachos
2: Sorry.
0: yeah thank you but she she's not here so yeah it's just me so anyway i think i'm gonna go with this amount of nachos for now and i'm gonna put it in the oven for seven minutes Um, and then while it's in the oven I have to make one other thing and it's called um, ghee well I'm supposed to use ghee which is a special type of um, it's like a really thick butter but I couldn't find it so I'm using olive oil and I'm using um, cumin ground cumin and cayenne pepper and I have to heat that up for just a couple minutes so yeah, so Ben, how, like, let me just set my little timer that always breaks, um, <laughs> <laughs> this damn timer. Okay, so how have you learned to kind of navigate the world then if this is something like, when did you start, like, did you start losing your sight in the last 10 years, five years?
1: Yeah, it's been about 10, it's been, well, it's been gradually decreasing since about fourteen, but okay. but mm-hmm. at that time it was just getting glasses, and I'll be okay. But okay. I didn't really become like legally blind or super visually impaired. <laughs> super visually impaired. I <laughs> uh, say about about ten years ago. That's kind of okay. when I was like stopped driving. When I stopped driving, and oh man, yeah. a, I knew it was time for me to stop driving when I went to a drive-through and I knocked my side mirror off. Oh jeez. I didn't even know that i was that close okay yeah this is over with i thought i was thought i was good um but yeah so there's actually a lot of resources in the city Mm
2: -hmm. that
1: helps uh one place it's called the illinois center of rehabilitation and education Mm -hmm. uh, called ICRE, and that's the initials um but they help people with impairment reach whatever it goes they're trying to reach so you have people that want to get back in the workplace live independently just know how to maneuver around being visually impaired help them emotionally mentally whatever you have you um they're there to help so there's a lot of a lot of people you know anybody can lose their vision a lot of people you know been working phd uh teenagers just help people learn how to get back to the place that they want to be like You know, I have a degree in economics, Mm -hmm. and I was working, and it was my vision. I didn't know how to. I couldn't read the computer anymore, so I couldn't work efficiently as I would need to. But this place helps you uh, learn learn how to use software that these places may have. Learn how to read braille. Learn to use the cane efficiently. So I know how to know how to read read braille. I know how to use the cane efficiently. I uh, use different softwares and now I, uh, I work for the state during the day so my
0: and say that last sentence again what today? I, I
1: work I work for the state ah
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so but that place really helped Illinois Center of Rehabilitation Education really helped me uh get confidence in myself and you know learn how to do things uh as if I didn't have vision loss yeah. A yeah. lot of people think, you know, because you have vision, you don't, you know, I I've noticed so many people think because you have a disability or whatever, they think you're kinda, you know, not smart enough or don't, you know, can't do certain things. Like, no, I graduated from college. Like I I've have I've have these jobs. It's not that. It's just I just can't see things, you know, or I can't see things well. So once I get that I can continue on with the knowledge that I have to continue to do what I need to do. And same thing with comedy, let help me get to the stage. I'm gonna make people laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you definitely do step- make people laugh. That's for sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: always ask, how, how many steps is on that stage? Cause I don't wanna, that's like my biggest fear, like tripping up the stage, going, on, <laughs> going to the stage. So I ask a lot of questions.
0: Yeah, right. As you should, I mean, of course it, it helps you navigate it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, at work, so so you read braille, um, mm-hmm. and then at work, do you like there are accommodations in place or things that you've set up?
1: Yes. Yes. This is a lot of accommodations. I have like this uh, the software
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, called Zoom Text for your computer screen that just zooms in. There's a lot of uh, modifications on on like a lot of things, change the size of the mouse cursor, the color. You can invert the screen it, it does a lot of pretty amazing things visually um i have like these magnifiers it's like a, a magnifying glass but it's digital mm-hmm. so you can kind of change the color invert the colors whatever zoom in and out take a picture um i have like these pens. they call it 2020 pins but they're like they're kind of like sharpies so just in case you want to write they're pretty bold so you can see the, uh, you're writing. Wow. There's a lot of little small tools that, that go the long way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, things I, I would, of course, never, ever think of. And, and yeah, it's it's, so it's cool. Yeah,
1: man, it, it's so many things. I have one thing, mm-hmm. like, uh, at home for cooking, I have, a, um, like a spatula, but mm-hmm. it's a 2 tongue spatula. So sometimes, you know, if you try to flip a hamburger over, you can't, really can't see it yes but you can clamp down on a hamburger and then flip it over and that's oh that's so damn helpful
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense um okay i made our ghee which is one of the sauces that we're gonna put on the nachos and i added a little pinch of cayenne pepper which is some extra spice and then we have our cilantro chutney and um What else? I felt like there was one. Oh, this is interesting. The recipe um calls for a quarter cup of maple syrup or um some other sweet thing, but that I didn't have. So I used maple syrup and I'm supposed to mix it with um my goodness, a tablespoon of lime juice, um, which I'll do now. And then, and I don't even need to measure that, I'll just pour it in. Who cares? Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lord, yeah.
0: Oh, Nobody come cares. Yeah, no big deal. Um, so, <laughs> so Ben, tell me more about stand-up. So, um, so you, you do talk about being blind on stage, but, like, um, what other kinds of – it can be – what other topics do you talk about? Like,
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I talk, like, a lot of uh, – experiences observations things that i just go through so this is like dating mm-hmm. um dating growing up getting older getting adult, like get to the get into my mid-30s yeah. uh just talking about just growing up just i guess this is life you know i try to talk about things that people can relate to you know yeah. just getting older uh money thinking about you know Dating, what have you just? I think that's a a big thing about comedy not just being funny, but being able to relate. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
1: You know, you can say a joke, and people in the crowd, like, okay, I know what you're talking about, or I I understand that. I think that's the connection that really gets you, uh, gets your crowd, which gets your following, you know. So, I just talk about basic things I think everybody else is going through.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I heard you on Drink, Date, Laugh, or no, 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 sorry. (laughs) Singles only, that podcast, yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I—I I heard you talking some about dating and, um, yeah, I mean just like, normal stuff that that everyone can relate to and
2: yeah,
1: you know? uh, yeah, I, I I you know going through vision that was my vision loss. I was thinking like, okay, data might be hard, you know, mm-hmm. who who want to be with a blind guy, but. It's it's not it's pretty it's the same. <laughs> Once you get that over, like they, you know, a lot of people they just feel like okay, and, yeah, yeah, oh, that's that's good. Okay, let's
0: go. <laughs> totally, I and I we, would imagine.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think mean, that's but, me
1: being so nervous mm-hmm. or whatever. But
0: who is nervous?
1: That was just me just being so nervous about it, about vision talking to somebody, but you know, yeah, I'm just I, glad you know. she stopped talking to me not because of my vision but because of me
0: (laughs) right it's not your eyesight it's just you
1: it's just you like okay cool that's
0: (laughs) and that makes you feel that's comforting (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah oh my god ben um Okay, I just put on our cilantro. I'm going to put on some of this maple syrup, and then I'm going to put on our um, olive oil with the spices, and so God, I really wish you were here. Um, yeah,
2: that sounds good.
0: I know. It's going to be really good. Um, I hope. What <laughs> uh, no, is it? Uh, What's
1: the, the chunky? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I put. I got the chunky, and um Ooh, this is hot. This olive oil mixture is quite hot. I think it's also gonna be, have a little kick to it. Um, so do you cook at home? Yes, yeah. I
2: cook a lot, yeah.
0: Yeah? Yeah. I, um, like, what do you like to make?
1: I'm just trying a lot of new stuff. Um, again, just getting order in Blue Apron
2: uh-huh, and whatever's yeah. on
1: the menu, I just make it. So I've been, I made, what did I make the other day? I made shrimp fried, no, wait, wait. shrimp fr- shrimp fried cauliflower rice. Oh. Uh, wow. So that was pretty, pretty good. I made, um. I made some scallops. I made uh. honey, sriracha, chicken breast. That was great. Oh. Honey, yeah. uh. some chicken breast with honey, sriracha, soy sauce, and some lime juice. Um, Yeah, this is, okay, I can cook. I didn't didn't even know I could cook. (laughs) I'm proud of myself. (laughs) You
0: should be. That is super gourmet. Um, (laughs) Holy moly. Okay, let me, I'm gonna just try a little bit of this. Um, I had Scott Duff on last week, and he's the one who didn't tell me I had dried blood on my face. Um <laughs> and uh so we were actually sharing a microphone because I had some tech challenges and so then we both like chewed into the microphone like those weird videos where people make noises.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> now I feel very self-conscious because I am gonna do that, but I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try the our nachos. Mm. Okay whoa they're good
2: good yeah
0: like, good good
2: nice nice, nice nice i know i yeah. wish
1: i was there
0: <laughs> i know me too okay well i'll i'll send you this recipe so, and yeah. i highly recommend um mm, yeah
1: <laughs> that mean is good <laughs> that mm, mm, That mean is good
0: mm, it's really good um holy moly I, I always impress myself when I make something really good. Yeah. I'm like, I did this.
1: Yeah, I did the same thing. I'm like, ooh, I just boiled this hot dog. Ooh, I am, this, is, this is good. Man, I am, I am amazing. It's
0: so satisfying. You're like, yes. <laughs> you know, I actually thought about making hot dogs because um, I know that you're a native Chicagoan, and I was like, what could I make that would be like a, chicago classic but i haven't been using i haven't been cooking with meat very much so i just kind of wanted to stay on this other path
2: where you don't
0: slaughter animals and you know all of that so (laughs)
2: um
0: but ben i do want to also talk about like you know how did you grow up and um i i know that you're from inglewood i i've heard you say that maybe it was you were in, um, on the news which was super cool um, yeah but but I was just curious about like your background and what it was like growing up for you
2: yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: lived in uh, I grew in Inglewood grew up live born born and raised in Inglewood, lived in Inglewood. and um, growing up was, was pretty cool man it was, it was a, lot, a lot of fun um, I think Well, I think one of the starts, I said Jay Leno, but one another start of me being against a comedy was, you know, living in England, living in the hood. You got to learn how to talk about people. You got to learn how to roast and like with anybody, your family, your your mama, your auntie, anybody to talk about you. uh, That was fun. And I think that kind of helped, you know, that did help me being uh, become a comedian and just be funny in itself. But just that alone, just, just having just having fun and playing playing basketball. Um, you know, my, my parents allowed us to you know have fun there. But I'm so grateful my parents they let us travel as well. So we during the summer we used to go everywhere: go to Orlando, Toronto, New York, L.A. So um, I had no complaints about growing up. It was, it was just a, a lot of fun able to express ourselves um, in whatever, you know, we want to do. Um, a lot of you them know, able to do big on big on education. That's I like, you know, went to college graduated.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: growing up, it was a uh, very important, it become uh, have very important in helping become the man that I am today. Just
2: mm-hmm.
1: fun, but also learning to enjoy life also taking care of business, uh, education. Hustling, all that, all that good stuff. Just, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Growing up there definitely have helped me a lot to become the person I am right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like so your parents, um, you know, encouraged you to travel and explore. Do yeah. you have um, Do you have siblings too?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have two older sisters, one older brother, and two younger brothers. Wow. Yeah. A
0: big family
1: yeah pretty nice size <laughs> a
2: lot of fighting.
0: <laughs> yeah totally no that that's really cool um yeah I know it's like I've lived in the city for twenty years, so a mm. a good chunk of time and i yeah. i work um I work for city colleges. And so one of the campuses, of course, is Kennedy King College. And so I've spent some time, you know, it's right at 63rd and Halstead. So, um, so I've had some exposure to the neighborhood and um, And I've met some really amazing people. Um, But I also know that, you know, it seems like a a challenging place in a lot of ways, just, you know, the physical environment can be challenging, I think, and like uh, so, yeah, I don't know it just like Inglewood itself, just that name, that neighborhood probably like brings up certain
1: ideas to yeah for people, people. exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah you know that's that area it's um it's so great that you work that where I grew up is literally walking distance,
2: wow from, crazy. Yeah. So, yeah
1: yeah- yeah, that's where I live and grew up, so um. But yeah, just in that, you know, Englewood it's itself, not even just Engle, but just the south side, is many communities, but we don't get the same um, chances as other communities and other places. So, and it's kind of like, uh, I don't know how to say it, but like a lot of people in those areas are kind of starting with a bad deck of cards. So it's kind of like, yeah. you know, there's not much help. It's it it actually like a full desert, not many schools. Schools are closing. Um, it's just a, a whole lot of stuff that can go wrong. And, but what people don't really know is like, you hear, England, of course you hear what society puts out, what you see on the news, but you don't hear people like me that live there. You don't hear people that's graduated. And yeah. it's, it's not a rare thing you know, most people from Inglewood are people that are really trying to advance in life and just like anybody else. But for some reason when we hear Inglewood on the news, we just hear about the bad stuff. And don't get me wrong, there's the bad stuff. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but mm-hmm. it's way more things in Inglewood and the South side in general than what you just see in the news. And you know, you you know it because you know, you work so you see it firsthand. Um, but it's like it's a uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of dope people there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, the community, like everyone that I've encountered at Kennedy King, like staff and students, I work in adult education. And so, um, you know, it's all kinds of students who are in adult ed, which is really cool. And so there's a lot of the students are there because they want to improve their lives. They want to uh-huh. um, get a, like a, a career and help support their families, of course, and be an inspiration to their kids. And it's the same. It's the same reasons that I hear from students on the north side. Or yeah. um, it, it's just that's what they're there to do—to improve their lives. And it's it's a really nice like community. The mm-hmm. the folks, especially at Kennedy King, like it. It just it feels yeah. very homey to me.
1: Yeah, can yeah, Kennedy King that. I- <laughs> That used to be a long time ago. It used to be like a strip of stores. Like growing up, It used to be like a mall area all down 63rd, and it's crazy. it's a that's a nice that's a nice nice school over there. <laughs> and yeah. then, you know, recently they threw up the uh, the Starbucks and the Whole Foods across the street mm-hmm. from it. And oh yeah, I'm like, okay, that this is nice. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, like no, that was like a it. big to do.
1: The yeah. Starbucks and the Whole Foods and the Chipotle and I like get it. I get a I got a joke about that start. a new joke about the Starbucks also. <laughs> <How> <laughs> the joke is um, the joke is you know they're building up when you when you see a Starbucks in the hood, that's a sign of justification coming, right? But it's like I like it because they hire people that's in the area. Like it's so cool, like it's a lot of gangsters that, that work. <laughs> at Starbucks, <laughs> but, but I love it because they use a uh, great customer service, but they talk about you at the same time. Like, I, one day I went to with like, can I get a caramel Maciato? And he just started talking about me, like, well, get your Karma Maciato head ass out of here, boy. <laughs> 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 is that Grande? A Grande head ass? Like, Ben, <laughs> how are you talking about me? You know, I'm trying to get some coffee, sir. Have a great day.
0: Yeah, it's just like you said, it's like, um, it's just like infusing that personality, you know, right on into that customer service.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it it makes it it, (laughs) you, makes it, makes (laughs) the English. No, it's, it's it's, you know, I, I, it's cool. I I really enjoy that area. Yeah. There are some, some bad apples, I will say that, but Mm -hmm. for the most part. Man, it's it's, it's a dope area. And it's it's coming up, too. It's it's really coming up in a lot of spaces. Uh, A lot of people are trying to help the community. A lot lot more businesses. I I think I told you it was a food desert for so long. Yes. So grocery stores are being built. Schools are opening up. Um, Yeah, so pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, it's good to hear, like, Positive things, and and to hear from someone who is from that neighborhood. And is your family still there then?
1: Yeah, yeah, they're still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I live just—I mean, I, I'm in the am in the West Loop now, but mm-hmm. I just moved like a few months ago. Wow. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, you're <laughs> in the fancy part of town now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, you know, who are you? You you changed. I haven't changed. I haven't even gone 90 days. <laughs> but no it's um yeah it's it's, it's uh, my family's still over there mm-hmm. a lot of my good friends family um still over there so it's it's i visit often that was yeah. cool so yeah. Cool. yeah
0: no that's great that's great um okay so tell me about like your Tell me about your future, Ben Noble. Like, um, <laughs> what are what are you thinking for the next few years? Like, what are some of your goals coming up and some things you'd like to accomplish?
1: Yes, man. One of the things I'm trying to accomplish is getting more consistent on social media. I think that's my one of my biggest flaws. I'm just not a social media person like that, but I know that's one of the major things you have to have. So one of my goals is really, to start pushing up content, just pushing up content um, because I think I have a nice, I have a little following, but being able to just have instant more content, I think that'll build your following, build your followers on Instagram and social media and get more eyes looking at you for the next goal that you want to do. And, um, you know, I, I need to really, really work on that. And that's a goal that I'm working on now for the next, you know, one or two years, And, you know, so on. Also, I write a lot as well. A lot of scripts. um, Do a lot of road. Late night packets. uh, Pilots. So one of my goals is definitely to try to become a staff writer or just, you know, have some type of writing credit Mm -hmm. for something. So yeah, I I definitely want to be a writer for sure. Excellent.
2: Those
0: are great goals. Uh, am i miss is there anything else you were gonna say
1: uh and then keep of course keep stand up going just yeah. tour more tours across the country i did uh before COVID. i did a 10-day tour in canada in edmonton canada Ooh. so that was like my first international uh comedy run so let's build on that just continue doing more uh show headline a lot more go other places across the world uh, they Canada Canada want to hit you know mexico uh go across this big sea go to europe london whatever so i'm just ready to use this passport and do a lot more comedy
0: yeah no that's great and it's it's a really fun way to travel because it's kind yeah. of some built-in structure and you get to meet people and talk to people yeah. but you're also exploring and
1: yeah being able to go to canada it showed me that my jokes resonate regardless of who's in the crowd. I think mm-hmm. you think of, you know, maybe just Americans or just Chicagoans to get your joke. From. But funny is funny. If you're funny, it doesn't really matter where you're from. You're going to laugh. So that kind of helped me a lot. And I want to explore more with that. Just doing shows with people from a lot of different cultures. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely something that I want to do soon. Like like this year
0: <laughs> yeah like next month <laughs> right right <laughs> no that's great um and then one final question and i i feel like we're we'll be wrapping up but um ben what advice what advice would you give to new comics or new performers
1: advice i would get to new comics new performers is uh right Write a lot. Write it down. Whatever idea you have, write it down. Um, Just write, write, write. Just have a lot of material, regardless if you're going to say it on stage, regardless if you're going to keep it. But write down your stuff. I know a lot of I know a lot of comedians, at least when I started as well, too. Like, you know, I don't write. I just go go on stage and just do whatever. But if you want to be professional and have longevity, write down your jokes, write down your ideas, and not word for word, but just, I mean, if you don't, you don't have to do it word for word, but just jot stuff down, keep a notebook, writing your phone, however you wanna keep that information. Always have a backlog with just joke ideas that you can always pick from, go from, uh, it'll bring back ideas, it can bring up something else, but I'm big on just writing, write, write, write. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. no, that's, that's super smart.
1: Yeah. That's good advice.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. And listen, listen,
1: way, kids, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, truly. Um, but I should say that I have seen lots of Instagram posts from you. Like I was just kind of scrolling through some stuff this weekend and I really like a lot of your posts, like the Braille stories.
2: They're yeah. Very <laughs> very See,
1: funny. but that's what I was talking about about content. I need to People always ask you you're gonna put some more braille stories out. So I need to check those out. So i put those out more.
2: Just so keep yeah, people. Them pe- out.
1: People love those.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they're great. It's like you reading Braille and it sounds like it's gonna be super educational and then you just like <laughs> switch and it's yeah. something ridiculous. And Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, Okay, I'm going to take a picture of us real quick on Zoom. Um, So just know that that's happening, Uh, one, two, three, and just because I'm a huge nerd. And um, (laughs) Ben, Ben, you have been fabulous. Like I said, folks can catch you all over Chicago. I know you headline Zanies. I know you have shows coming up um, at North Bar, I think. Yes,
1: yes, June 3rd at North Bar, eight o'clock.
0: Wonderful. And you're at Laugh Factory and you're online, you're on social media. (laughs) So we've got all the things. Um, I wanna say thank you to you and the Lincoln Lodge lots of other podcasts and shows at the Lincoln Lodge. And thank you to Christine Ferreira. And that is a wrap. Thanks so much, Ben Noble, for joining for Hot Dish.
1: Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much.